Hi, and welcome to That's Myrony Podcast. My name's Alicia Myronic, and I am your host and creator of this fun new concept. But first, what exactly is Myrony? Well, Myrony, or my irony, are those crazy coincidences that happen in life that you just can't explain. It's also another word for sign or synchronicity. We've all experienced these throughout our lives. But what if you started paying closer attention to your myronies? What if you started connecting the dots, or as I like to say, follow the spiritual breadcrumbs that could have an impact so big that it changes your life forever, not to mention the lives of others. Now that's myrony. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to That's Myrony Podcast. My next guest today, I'm so excited because uh, she's going to be calling in from Scotland, and she's also known as the Practical Alchemist. So a little bit about JJ Stenhouse. She is an empowerment and transformation coach, medical intuitive speaker and writer who helps people on the journey of self-development who have tried it all and still haven't found that pot of gold. People who are tired of the same old results from affirmations, seminars, and self-help books come to JJ for guidance to recalibrate to the frequency of their own gold standard within. She is also a global business connector for Scotland for Women Speakers Association and is excited to gather women entrepreneurs on a mission who want to get their message out and get more visibility for their business. JJ also has her own internet radio show Alchemy 1.01 on UK Health Radio. She is a former print, TV, and radio journalist who does regular voiceover work and offers PR services, including speaker coaching within the well-being sector. She has coached extensively in the corporate sector and has advanced qualifications and training in neurolinguistic programming, also known as NLP, as well as group dynamics and nonverbal communication. Well, this woman is beyond dynamic, and I cannot wait to hear all about the myronies in her life. And also, how does she become known as the practical alchemist? Let's go meet JJ. Hi, JJ. Thank you so much for joining me on That's Myrony podcast today. I am, first off, I'm so beyond honored to know you. I'm so grateful for the divine myrony that brought us together but um, I mean, it, it's so fun to now have a friend in Scotland. So thank you again for joining. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I know. And my unicorn um, here that you can see behind me is, uh, yes, the national animal of Scotland. So I'm being very patriotic here. Very patriotic. Well, I, I love the fact that the unicorn, because, okay, you know, here we are in the United States. I'm, I'm in San Jose, California. I have to say, I don't know very much about Scotland. I will be the first one to admit it. So hopefully, you know, our listeners that don't know much about Scotland can find, you know, find out more. But it's also, I love the fact that the unicorn is the animal of Scotland, this magical creature. Like, how wonderful is that? <laughs> I know other countries have bears and eagles and we oh, have right. the unicorn. <laughs> and you got the unicorn. So you guys are like the most magical, mystical, uh, you know, <laughs> uh, country, I guess. So 
Yeah. Well, if you've ever been here, if you've ever, if you ever come, if you've ever been here, you will find out just how magical this country is. Okay. Well, that I'm going to take up on that invitation at some point, because I'd love to come to Scotland and just never, I mean, I hear how beautiful it is. And so I guess that goes along because even the unicorn was on, was, was on your currency, wasn't isn't yeah, yeah. Um, to, three or four hundred years ago, there was a, a currency minted which had a unicorn on it, it being the national animal of Scotland. And so the coins were called unicorns. So we used to trade in unicorns. Oh, my. Oh, my <laughs> goodness. I love that even better because I was just like, why am I asking that weird question? But I, was like, <laughs> I love that you traded in unicorns. Yeah. Oh, that's fabulous. So have you always lived in Scotland? No, I was born here. And I did some of my schooling here. When I was younger, my family moved down to London. Uh, I was a baby when we moved down to London. Then we moved back. And then my parents moved to Italy. And I went to a boarding school in England. And then we moved back. And then I left. That's kind of, you know, I've lived in England most of my life, but I came back. I had to come back. I had to come back and be on my birth soil, if you like. Uh Um, And the call just was growing and growing and growing. And I think all my friends were sick of me saying, you know, I've got to go back to Scotland. I've got to move back to Scotland. And one day I was having lunch with a friend and she said, well, why why don't you just do it then? Just go. (laughs) And I stopped for a minute and I thought, oh, yeah, why don't I? For after all, all I need, you know, I can just give stuff away and just, you know, fill the car and drive. And there I am. So that's what I did. (laughs) So, okay. So, in relationship to like England and Scotland, like how, how, how far a distance is that? Well, um, where I was living at the time was in the southwest of England near Glastonbury, okay. uh, which you may have heard of because there's a big festival there. And, you know, it's a very uh, interesting spiritual place. And so I was living not far from there. And uh, it was a 500 mile journey. It's a 500 oh. mile drive. Okay. So, yeah, I mean, it is funny in the United States, we have no idea what's going on on the other. I know. (laughs) We don't even know what's going on in freaking Canada, which is, (laughs) it's kind of bad. So I will be the the one that's going to claim the ignorance of the United States right now in the sense that I have no idea between England and Scotland. And so that's good to know. But I yeah, love yeah. the fact that you 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 said, you know, you wanted to do this. And the only way we ever get to move forward in what we want in life is if we actually do it, right? Yeah. And yeah. that's actually the concept of irony. It's synchronicity in motion. You see that sign and then there's an action to be taken, which I always like to share with the listeners, you know, whether it's their first time or they've been hearing this podcast, um, you know, along the way is how I've connected with my guests. So it's very funny because here I am in San Jose, California, you're in Scotland, and we met on a Canadian networking group that's based in (laughs) British Columbia. Yeah, that's, if that's not my irony, I don't know what is, but what's even more ironic, going to throw the word out, is we didn't even actually meet. You put in the, the, you know, uh, since so many people know about Zoom and you put a note in the chat, 
all you did was put your information in the chat and I saw practical alchemist. I didn't even, I had no idea who you were. All I knew was I had to meet you. And yep. there's a whole story around the alchemist that we're going to get into that's connected to Paolo Coelho, which I think you have a myrony around even him, correct? <laughs> <laughs> so, but yeah. this, is, this is the concept for our listeners is that you feel that pull, do something about it. Because the chance of us, I mean, I don't know how often you're on. So we're going to give a shout out to the Grand Connection, incredible, you know, networking group. They're wonderful. But like, how often are you on that? Because I'm not on that very often. No, not at all. No, not very often <laughs> at all. Really? Okay. Because That was I my was, first time. That was my first time. Oh my God. I love it even more because I was totally <laughs> told to jump on then. Like, I was like, why am I doing this? I've done it. I was like, I, I mean, I love it, but I was like, I don't have time for this right now. And it was like, no, jump on yeah. now. <laughs> yeah. So that was your first time. Yeah. I love that irony even more. That yeah. just, it's so it, it, it's like, so the listeners, you know, hear this, you can have this once in a moment opportunity. What's the odds that something, I mean, who knows? Because you don't always see what's going on in the chat. You don't, you don't always pay attention to it. So I believe we were beyond divinely guided to be connected, you know, and it's this, uh, this divine design that interweaves us together. And so I have to ask, how did you get in? How did you hear about that networking group? Who was the person? Oh, well, it was uh, somebody who I think uh, you have got to know as well. It was Michaela. Um, from Women Speakers Association, who was speaking that day. And I thought, oh. oh, I'll go along and I'll support and I'll listen to what she has to say. And uh, yeah, it was great. I mean, well, what I came actually, out of it? I actually don't know Michaela. Oh, so don't you? Maybe, no, so maybe oh, okay. you can connect us. But okay, yeah. so I love that even more. <laughs> that that's why you joined. And chances are, because... That was your, that's your organization that you're connected to. And we'll, you know, we'll, we'll talk more about that. But yeah. first off, how did you become known as the practical alchemist? Like, how would you explain to the listeners what you describe as alchemy in this, you know, in this day and age? Okay. Alchemy is about transformation. It's about inner transformation. In, and in this day and age, as you would put it, it is about becoming more us, the real us, so that we can really move through all the changes that are coming, that are happening now, and there are more to come. And it's about transforming from the inside and learning and doing and being the real us, the real person, the real human being who is the most magical pure, fantastic being that you can ever imagine. I mean, just wonderful. Uh, the, the true essence of the human being is just extraordinary. It is pure gold. And that's why, that's why I came down to the practical alchemist and practical because everybody thinks, oh, alchemy, it's all very, you know, all very sort of etheric, all very old men in workshops and laboratories with bubbling things going on. Um, but um, really, it is very practical. And even those old alchemists were being very practical because what they were doing 
if this is what they were doing, who knows? It's you know buried in the mists of time. But what they seemed to be doing was actually following nature's way, mm-hmm. trying to replicate the natural law and natural way of things in the laboratory to create gold, to turn base metal into gold. Now, what is it that we're doing? We're working, taking practical steps to transform ourselves from a base being, if you like, although I don't like to think of us as base beings, but you know <laughs> what I'm saying, yeah. into something that's pure gold, which is our real, true selves. And so practical, because it is a practical process, it's not spiritual, although you know there are a lot of spiritual ideas that might come into play, but it's a very practical thing. It's about doing things taking action which is why it's great to connect with you because it is about hey what am I hearing now what what am I telling myself now what's what's coming up for me now oh okay that's what I need to do I'll go and do that and you do it yeah yeah you don't sit you don't sit down and think oh well yeah that's a nice idea and then carry on doing what you're doing no you take the action so that's why the practical alchemist Oh my goodness. I love that so much because it was um, my journey. My spiritual journey is really connected around Paulo Coelho's book that first it was the alchemist. So anybody who hasn't read that book, that book is so incredible. And what's really funny is that after I read it a second or, or, or I guess the third time even is that it talks about signs and omens and following them. And that's yeah. what my irony is. Yeah. But it's really also truly trusting that that those inner that inner voice, you know, those gut feelings that we get. And so, but then there was his other book that was um, his first book called The Pilgrimage. Uh, that was what I was reading when I was about to have my spiritual experience six years ago. And to the listeners, if anybody wants to hear that story, you can go to my friend's podcast, Sense of Soul where I go very deep into this, but I was literally reading the pilgrimage when I started just getting downloads of information. And so it was that connection to Paolo Coelho that then when with the alchemist, I even bought a candle right before this experience called, and it's called Modern Alchemy. It's this gold candle. I wish I had it right by me. I should have had it. I'll show it to you afterwards. But so this alchemy concept has been in my mind for the past six years where it's like, anytime I see it, I'm just like, wait, what is that? What's that little, you know, I like to say my rainies are little spiritual breadcrumbs. What's that little crumb trying to tell me? And so it was so funny because all I saw was, you know, JJ Stenhouse, practical alchemist. I have to admit, I didn't know if you were a guy, a girl. All I knew is that I needed to connect with you because who else calls them alchemists, right? Yeah. And so yeah. it was so powerful because of, of just that connection. And I know that sounds a little crazy that all those little things I was able to put together, but then look at what has happened. You know, I've had the opportunity to be on your amazing radio show, which we'll talk about. But, you know, I believe we've actually really created this friendship because it's a soul friendship. We feel it. We feel this. We feel this connection that if we're able to start uniting our voices more and more, that's how the alchemy grows even more. And that's how we get to that that pure, beautiful essence that if you really want to talk about the ultimate level of purity in that sense of gold. Well, that's the love, compassion, and how close we can get to the pure essence and gold 
which, you know, we're happy to say as God, you know, in this more beautiful way of looking at God in not the way that we've ever really been shown, you know, looking at it from this much higher, just the, the most purest love that we could possibly imagine. And so I try to represent that as Winky behind me and in my irony. <laughs> <laughs> and I, th- I love that. And of course, we have to have humor. I can't oh. bear the really serious, you know, so, so serious. So, you know, very um, earnest yeah. approach yeah. to all of this. Life is for, in- we know we have to enjoy it, don't we? It's about having fun as well. Well, I so. think that's one of the things that we are able, we're being called to do together in bringing this awareness is bringing the fun, bringing the magic back in to the miracles. Because yeah. people look at a miracle as, you know, in such awe, which is beautiful. But let's add the magic. Let's add the humor. Let's really see how unbelievable it truly is, how life is, how this spiritual journey, if we, if we agree to, you know, accept maybe the concept that we're, we're, um, we're here having a spiritual, you know, we're, we're, we're here in our human form, really having a spiritual experience and not having a human experience. And when we start paying attention, we can see that magic. Yeah. Yeah. And you just talking about magic, you reminded me that um, if you were in my, uh, my sitting room, Right now, there is a, a huge painting on the wall. Well, I say huge. It's an old building, so the, the walls are quite, you know, small. It's cottagey. Um, and, um, but I have this kind of metre and a half square elephant on the wall that a friend of mine, again, a new friend who I just connected with out of the blue, online, we've never met in person, she's in Norway, and she's an artist called Siri, Siri Opley. And uh, I had a look at her Etsy shop. Mm-hmm. And there were these extraordinary, really lovely, free, energetic paintings on there. And there was this one of an elephant. Now, I love elephants. I, um, I, the, the day that I first saw elephants in the wild in Africa was one of the best days of my life. They are the most fantastic beasts they are wonderful. And I cannot believe how they can creep up behind you without you hearing them. I mean, they're so large and yet they're so silent. They're so, so wonderful. Oh, wow. But, but I saw this painting of an elephant and she'd written at the bottom of the painting, trust your magic. Oh, I love that. <laughs> and this is just the most magical painting. And I had to get it. I had oh. to have it. You got to send me a picture of that. I'm I'm so like imagining this whole story and, but I just want to see that and definitely want to see if you want to give a shout out to your friend, would you know what her Etsy shop is or? I can't, I don't have the link right now, but um, her name is Siri Opley and you should be able to find her on Facebook. Um, But uh, yeah. Um, I don't have the, I don't have the URL on me right now. Sorry no, about that's, that. that's fine. If you send it, I can add it in the show notes, yeah. but, um, uh, you know, I definitely want to check out her Etsy because when you, I, I mean, that just, that does sound magical. And I want to see if there's <laughs> something that resonates and I was like, Ooh, I'd like to get a painting that, you know, um, there was my, my thing was there was this tree that when I was having this experience, there's this beautiful cherry blossom tree 
that at one point I felt like this veil of protection underneath me. There was this dark energy that was really trying to do my to me. I can't explain it, but it was this tree that just protected me. And I'm like, maybe she can, she can create a tree for me. <laughs> well, maybe you never know. I'll, I'll, uh, I'll certainly send you all the details and, you know, and I was thinking about, you know, cause I bought the painting. Cause I said, I've got to have that. And you sit and think, why am I buying this painting from this Norwegian artist? And she's going to, you know, what is that all about? Why am I doing this? Right. But you have to trust, mm-hmm. trust your magic. Yes. And honestly, every time I walk into that room now, I, and I see that painting, it lifts me and I can sit and look at it. And it, the, 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 the message trust your magic is always there and it really does lift me I I know that there was a reason for me buying that painting but here's the funny story about when I got it I took it to um, a framers which is he was just down the road I live in a village in Scotland which is quite well known for art for artists living here and so galleries there were a few galleries and picture framers and that sort of thing around so I took it to the local picture framers. I also couldn't take it anywhere else because we were in lockdown. So, you know, oh. it was a bit difficult. And um, I took a number of other pictures to get framed at the same time. And a long time later, he messaged me and said, right, I've got all your stuff. That's fine. <clears throat> and I said, OK, great. I'll, I'll come around and pick, pick it all up. So I went round, and uh, there were these pictures. And I said, uh, and there was nothing big nothing huge like my elephant and I said so um so I said well, so where's the elephant then he said oh oh I forgot how can you forget a meter and a half square elephant I mean and the irony about elephants never forgetting right wasn't lost on me Anyway, he eventually did it. Um, but after a long, long, it took him forever. And at one point, you know, I was just thinking, maybe he's scared of it. Maybe he just doesn't <laughs> want to tackle it. I don't know. Maybe the magic's too strong for him. <laughs> oh, my God, this, that's, that's so funny. I love that. Well, you know, it's also when we're, um, you know, the book, The Celestine Prophecy, um, mm. you know, where that book is so powerful because it's literally you're being in action so much by trusting those inner, that inner knowing that somehow you're raising your frequency, that somehow you see heaven on earth. Now I know that's a book of fiction, but I feel that's actually what happened to me when I had this experience. But my experience was all connected to around Paulo Coelho and his book, because right before I had read The Pilgrimage, I'd read his other book, Greta. And are you familiar with Greta? Have you read Greta? I haven't read that one. No, um, so no, I've read a few is, of his, but not that. That one is fascinating because it's um, it's based on this young woman, young woman who discovers she's basically a witch. However, she's connected to um, the Bible and, you know, looking at it, not just a, a pagan way of looking at it. It was, you know, it's, it's more of tapping into your inner gifts, connecting it to nature, but also connecting it to God and the Bible. And there was something about it that just resonated so deeply within me because I always thought, what if we, you know, I I never was big into the the rituals of, you know, um, not that there's anything wrong, but I never connected to that side of um, looking at using 
our inner abilities and connecting it to the ritualistic side. But this was so beautiful because it was still connecting to, you know, Jesus and the Bible. And, and you know, if you, if anybody, and when I say, when I bring that up, I'm not bringing in religion at all. I'm just bringing in, you know, this maybe greater picture if we start putting it all together. And so then that is what inspired me to read the pilgrimage. And then it was on the pilgrimage that I started receiving this information, but then it was all connected to the alchemist. And, and, and so, you know, and then just seeing alchemy here and there, like I know um, I have a friend uh, who's created a cream that is called alchemy for the skin. So, you know, at some point this cream, actually, I need to connect you with her. Her name's Helen. She's wonderful. And I was like, I'm like you two are meant to connect for sure. You know, be, but it's like paying attention to what is it? What's that little trigger that's having you do whatever it is, even if it doesn't make sense. It may not be until years later that you'll finally put that piece to that puzzle. But if you didn't, if you weren't in action of it, you would have just missed out. And then yeah. that puzzle piece may never, you may not, you may have like kind of an incomplete puzzle. So I know that we, in our, in our other conversations, you have a Myrini around Paolo Coelho. So may I ask what that is? <laughs> well, I met him by chance. I was uh, a member of, yeah, I was a member of um, a, pri- was a, a private members club in London. Uh, it was a club for journalists. I used to be a journalist and um, he was, launching or having a a party to launch his book um and i've forgotten the title was it miss prim is something about miss prim is that one of his yeah Uh, yeah and i I have read that one and uh, so i was sitting having dinner one night you know with a friend who's also a writer and um and in comes a whole party from his publishing company and then in walks paolo coelho Oh, wow. And I thought, well, I've got to go and say hello. (laughs) (laughs) You need to be in action of that one for sure, right? Absolutely. So I said hello. I told him how much I um, how much I enjoyed his books and how much I appreciated him and his writing. And it was yeah, it was it was great. Um, And we had a, a chat. And uh, I didn't, I couldn't talk, you know, he was with all his publishing people. Um, so um, he was kind of having a bit of a, you know, the champagne was out, let me just say. So, um, <laughs> but I did get to meet him. And it is true that he, the alchemist had a, um, a big effect on my life because it is that story of, of searching, but actually coming back to where you are and coming back to you. Um, so it had a it had a big impact on me, that book, a really big impact, as did the Celestine Prophecy that you were talking about when I read that, you know? Yeah. Um, it's, uh, it, I know a lot of people couldn't stick with it. They thought it was, you know, very badly written and all, but you know, book snobs, really. Um, and yeah, I get all that, but the message was something else. Oh, I think it was a message we all needed to hear then. Absolutely. I totally agree. Well, you know, what's really interesting. And um, I don't know if you if you know this about The Alchemist, but that book was an absolute failure of Paolo Coelho's. Yeah. And so it's really interesting. I heard um, his interview. He he did an interview with Oprah 
And it was so funny how I actually discovered that interview, but it's a two-part interview. And anybody who wants to hear, if you believe in it, stay with it. Don't give up on it. You know, and uh, uh, that entrepreneur spirit is no matter how many times you fall down, you got to get up that last time. You never know when it's going to be. There's this, um, you just, you never know what that breaks in. He never gave up on that book. His first mm-hmm. book, The Pilgrimage, was successful. The Alchemist, absolute failure. But he mm-hmm. even says in this interview, he's like, I did not write that book. That book is too profound for me to write. Yeah. He says, you know, he knows he channeled it. Yeah. He's like, I did it in two weeks. Yeah. It just came yeah. to me. And he knew not to give up. And the story is so incredible how he didn't give up. But then are you familiar? I just pulled it up on... Um, on online, but uh, Colm ha- Holland, he has a podcast called The Alchemy Lab. And no. he actually was one of, I think he was one of um, uh, my friends, uh, Shanna and Mandy of Sense of Soul, who I mentioned earlier, they interviewed him. And so I'll, I'll have to send you the interview because he was like one of the, I think he might've been connected to the major like global publishing houses and he's a re- he's one of the reasons why the alchemist got out to the world. Interesting, yeah. Really fascinating. And he has a podcast called The Alchemy Lab. So I'm not sure. <laughs> so, yeah, I should I should maybe you know have a little listen. And, yeah, or a watch. Well, yes, or maybe be able to connect you guys because I yeah. know he's in England, and so who knows? But Fantastic. It, it's yeah. a fascinating story um again i'll send you the interview from sense of soul and anybody listening who wants to hear it just go to sense of soul find colm holland but i was like oh my goodness like the 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 the, all the chances that had to happen for the alchemist to get out and is now one of the most successful books in history Hmm. imagine if one person had given up that book would not have made it. We would never have had the opportunity. And isn't that the story of many books, though? Oh, yeah. I mean, you know, even uh, J.K. Rowling, how successful has she been with the Harry Potter season, series? Right. And how many rejections did she get? Mm-hmm. I think it was something like 40-something. I mean, she just kept writing, you know, sending it off and sending it off. Everybody was coming back saying, don't think so. Yeah. Well, I mean, not not a book, but for a movie, Star Wars. Star Wars yeah. was an absolute failure. And yeah. it just did not give up and look yeah. at. But then, you know, let's look at what the messages are between all of them. You know, the messages that could actually truly create a transformation are the ones that are the hardest ones to get out. Surprise, surprise. That is not <laughs> a surprise. No. <laughs> exactly. Not a surprise. But that also is the tenacity and, you know, of, of whoever is meant to bring it to this world, you know, and, and like for myself, I just want to bring this awareness that I was introduced. I mean, you know, even though I love Paolo Coelho and I love his books, but it was Dr. Brian Weiss's books, um, yeah. Many Lives, Many Masters and his, his other five books that literally saved my life. And so it's become my life mission to share that with as many as I can, because you never know what that spark is going to be for somebody else to have their aha moment and make Indeed. that transformation that you're talking about with practical alchemy. Because until yeah. we know how to gain that awareness, 
we don't know how to, we, we just keep spinning ourselves in circles, you know? So, yeah. so how long have you been known as the practical alchemist for? Oh, well, I guess not. I guess I've sort of adopted the name quite recently, but oh. I've been doing this work for a long, long time. And, um, but, you know, it's very, very interesting because I've, I've been researching because I was a journalist for years and I was always researching and doing stuff. And then, you know, if I was writing, I was always writing about other people's things and doing other people's stuff. And then I would train in certain things, you know, therapeutically, and then it would be other people's things that I would be training in. <laughs> and then I realized I had to just be me and do my thing. Um, and that's how the, the name emerged eventually. And um, yeah, and it it was as if the chain had been taken off me. If you look at the heraldry of the United Kingdom, you have a lion on one side of the crown and a unicorn on the other. Right. And the lion represents England and the unicorn represents Scotland. It was to depict the union of the two crowns of the two nations. Mm -hmm. Because, you know, Scotland and England are separate nations under the United Kingdom. So, um, but the unicorn is always chained. Mm. Now in mythology, that is supposedly because the unicorn is too powerful to be oh. allowed to let go. So um, there is something around me finally taking the chain off my unicorn, yeah. right? And being able to fly and do my magic. Oh, I love um, that so much. So now you just add, <laughs> need to add wings and have a Pegasus unicorn. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. But uh, yeah, so that's how it came about, really. And, you know, it's been a, uh, oh, a long, long process because I'm pretty old now. But um, it's been a, a long, pro a lifelong process of just learning and doing the transformation and realizing that, yeah, I, I, you know, I don't always follow the normal way of doing things. I am, you know, my, my parents would always say, oh, trust you to be different, you know, that sort of thing. But that's no bad thing either, because we're all different. We're all, yeah. you know, we are all individuals. So, um, but it's taken me a long, long time to come to peace with that. Mm -hmm. it, it, it is hard it, oh my goodness I mean if you knew me you know even geez even a couple years ago I mean I was terrified to speak to like if ever somebody told me I could speak in public no that was not going to happen I would just freeze up you know um if someone told me I'd be able to do something like this I'd be like no never but it's our passion that mm -hmm. has overcome everything and when we truly stay and we know what our when we when we find what that is that that gold essence of whatever it is that we're trying to bring to this world and you know we have to have faith in the sense we have to let go of fear we just have to do it we just you know we got to be like the freaking nike ad and just do it you know yeah. and and just but be so uh it is hard to just you know step into that i mean I've been, I personally have been, you know, very uh, hesitant about stepping into what I'm about to step into. Well, I've already stepped into it in the sense of, you know, there's this book, Conversations with God by Neil Donald Walsh. 
And um, that book was also transformational for me. But now here I am, and now I'm supposed to be sharing about this 24 hours with God. <laughs> People are either going to think I'm, you know, Looney Tunes, you know, and or they're going to connect to whatever the story is. And but I'm willing to just put it out there because if there's even one person that connects to it, then that could be the alchemy toward their transformation, right? Yeah. yeah. And that's what I always say. If, if only one person gets a nudge in the right direction or, or suddenly realizes that, oh, that's what I need. That's what I need to do. Or that's going to help me then it's worth it. And just going back to, you know, whether people would think you were Looney Tunes, of course, Paolo Coelho, he was committed by his family. Yes, I know. I know. So incredible. So, you know, we're in good company. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I'd rather be with all the, cre- you know, <laughs> be, I mean, I don't want to stay committed. No, definitely not. No, but, no, you know, no, no. We don't want to be committed. But, <laughs> but, uh, but, you know, just to, to say he was considered mad by his family and was committed yeah um so and look at the contribution he's made yeah he's yeah transformed millions of lives yeah for that awareness and you know but you look at just in history those that have gone against the grain yes you know what 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 the result of that has been but again if you can transform one person's life you never know who they could transform in by sharing the same, you know, sharing the same information or similar, you know, it, it, it is amazing. It's, it's a, it's a domino effect, you know, it's yeah. that, that we, we have to, we we're being asked to create that in this world right now. This Absolutely. world needs to become yeah. united, kind of like the United Kingdom. We need to be, you know, unite globally. Like, yeah. why are we so completely divided? Well, that's a whole other story. Yeah, that's that's that. Yeah, <laughs> that we don't have to be going into that. But if we start uniting our voices mm. and we start, you know, bringing this, um, I I really want to create, you know, a, a a community where we can just be so open and sharing, and you know, it just be really truly be this united front. So that's that's my that's my mission. That you know, I'm. Um, it's almost like I'm going to put it out there. I've been told to create like Mind Valley, but for God. So I'm going to yeah, just put well, it out there. Yeah, I'm totally with you on that. We need to we need to unite. We need to be together. We need to work together. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, it's uh, it's amazing what we can we can achieve as well uh, if we don't listen, and if we overcome the fear, and don't listen to all the people who try to keep us down. And by yeah. keeping us down, I mean, you know, lowering our frequency, lowering, you know, just keeping keeping us in our place. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, so I'm so glad that when you say it's been recent, like how recent? A couple of years? Like yeah. how recently did yeah. you? Yeah. Well, I'm so glad you did because otherwise you would have <laughs> just been another person that I've been like, okay, cool. You're another of those hundred people that you know chances I mean you know look at that look at how absolutely unbelievable that is yeah I mean I've been I've been doing the alchemy coaching or personal alchemy coaching um which I've now sort of it's now become practical alchemy coaching really um for a few years now uh but the actual name the practical alchemist yeah quite recent yeah oh I love it and who doesn't want to be 
you know, coached by the practical alchemist. I mean, practical <laughs> alchemy coaching. That sounds like fun. You know, it is fun. Yeah, it is fun. It is fun. That's the thing. Uh, I, you know, again, I have through my life and through I've trained in so many things, you know, neurolinguistic programming and energy works and various forms of energy work, although I do have my own way of working with energy and, and um, helping people in that way um, and helping people heal, self-heal. So I don't heal people. I don't, you know, but I create the space where people can self-heal. Mm-hmm. Um, so, um, and, you know, I, I, I learned all sorts of things like Reiki and other, other forms of healing and energy work. And every time I learned one of these modalities, I think, well, that's not what I do. That's not what I do. Oh, yeah. And that's not what I do either. Okay. I'll just stick to what I do. <laughs> There's no name for it, but I'll just stick to what I do intuitively. Yeah. Right? So, um, yeah. So, you know, we, we just need to understand that we are all amazing sorry we're all amazing we have amazing abilities and gifts each one of us has we just have to let them out let go of the fear let go of the fear of not being like everybody else because nobody's like everybody else right right yeah be your own own person however that is and that's what I, you know, my, my first episode is called Discover Myrony and Your Inner Superpower. We all have these superpowers. We just got to tap yeah. into them. Yeah. And tapping into them is putting absolute faith and trust in knowing, even though you may not understand it, maybe you're not meant to understand at the time, but it, they seem to unfold, you know, over time. The, the answers do reveal themselves and it, it's unbelievable. But it's the same thing of what we were saying earlier. You have to be in action of it. Otherwise, you're just sitting in the stands. You're not being actually, you know, in the in the game known as life, you know, and and that's what's so, so important to be a part of. And trust, trust your magic and then take the action and taking the action doesn't necessarily mean that you have to move 500 miles or even 5,000 miles, right? It doesn't always mean that, No. but you do have to take action. Mm-hmm. It might just mean picking up the phone. Yes. Or you, or you see somebody and you, you, you think of somebody, you see them, you, you, you connect with them. I yeah. mean, isn't most of the action going to be about people more than anything? Yeah. Because yeah. even if you choose to move 500 miles, that's to connect with people. Exactly. You know, and, and going back to conversations with God, the book that, that or the, the part that really got me into action was where he was told, um, you know, to change a root thought, you need to act. And as soon as you think, you've almost ended the action. And that is how you actually are able to move forward. And that was what I realized was true manifestation, mm. was being in action. Mm. And I was like, and ever since then, every time I get an intuitive pull, I think, what's the action I'm supposed to do? And I started living like that. And literally, that's how most of my podcast guests have been. <laughs> there's there's yeah. definitely a theme of that where it's just something pulled me and was like, have a conversation. Yeah. And then we have no idea what's going to unfold from that. Absolutely not. And then it's very easy to sabotage ourselves. Now, I had an experience of that recently because um, I moved to where I am now 
six months ago now or so. And of course, we were all in lockdown. And have you ever tried to, I had no furniture really or anything. Have you ever tried to furnish a home in lockdown? Oh, it no. Was almost impossible. And, uh, and on top of that, because this is a sort of cottagey kind of place, the door is very small and you can't get big pieces of furniture through it, right? So it was just, you know, oh, it was really yeah. very difficult. So I was thinking, okay, okay. So um, I can't, you know, lockdown, you know, the, the usual places where I might, because I like to um, acquire pieces that are, you know, secondhand or, you know, people are just, you know, moving on from or whatever. So that I, and, and I look at that as, as almost like renting. It's like going away from the consumerism of buying new always yeah. because and the, the, that sort of huge consumption that we all seem to engage in um so I like to do it the opposite way I like to just you know pick things up here and there and you know but I had this very small front door and things weren't getting through it and then you know and I thought okay so I'm gonna have to bite the bullet here and buy new and I'm gonna have to buy the stuff that you self-assemble at home oh geez and, oh <laughs> okay so I did it I ordered it um a couple of couches a couple of um, sofas and um and I kept thinking I kept thinking here's the clue I kept thinking I don't want this stuff I don't I, I don't want you stuff and people were saying to me oh but you know just think you'll have it for ages you'll have it for years and I, I can't say but I don't live that way I have stuff for a bit and then I give it away again and then I move on right and then I start again and they were saying oh no but you know you can and I said no no that's not how I live so anyway after three attempts to deliver which failed because this was through winter and there was apparently there was bad weather for a while and they couldn't get here and you know, they finally 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 arrived one day to deliver but they couldn't deliver it to me because it was all on all packed on big pallets and there was and they wouldn't unpack that for me it was curbside delivery only now if i tell you that in this village the curb is only that wide you know the, the sidewalk is only that wide oh and the pallet was like seven by for or seven by seven foot or something it was huge anyway it was big no place to leave it so I said well I can't take it can't you unpack it for you? no so I had to phone up the people and say this is ridiculous it's finally arrived you finally got them to me and I cannot receive them because contrary to what you say on your website it's not door you know door-to-door -door delivery right it's curbside delivery and the guy will not unpack it and unload it for me and help me and so they apologized profusely said okay well we'll see if we can do a an assembly for you in in Scotland and then he went away came back to me the next day says I'm really sorry we do offer that service but not in Scotland I'm thinking oh for god's sake <laughs> and I said okay so money back then he said yeah yeah fine yeah have your money back and afterwards, I thought, wow, you so did not want those. <laughs> you so weren't going to have them. Oh, that's funny. 
but it's such a brilliant example of how we do it right absolutely every every fiber of my being was saying i do not want this stuff right and that's where we should i don't want it that's where we should be trusting because that's not your that's not your mind that's your heart and your soul that's saying no i don't want this i don't you know and and if we start tapping into that that's what i think helps us tap into that you know that inner superpower but that's a great story so yes like (laughs) so what furniture did you end up getting (laughs) oh then after that when i accepted all of that suddenly suddenly surprise (laughs) surprise (laughs) i got some great stuff (laughs) yeah did it ironically all of a sudden appear like oh yes this is the funnily enough (laughs) funnily enough yeah yeah oh there's a couple of armchairs that would fit perfectly free (laughs) absolutely free because somebody just wants to get rid of them you know oh my goodness I love that. And uh, it's not because you don't want to pay, but it's that whole thing about, you know, just moving things around, just, you know, just keeping things in circulation. Don't just throw them out. Right. Right. You never know who could, who could use it and who who would love it. I mean, look at antiques for goodness sakes. They're just, you know, a lot, they're just a lot older, but you know. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. So yeah, funnily enough, funnily enough. That is a great story. Well, going into, I know um, we're going to talk about the Women Speakers Association oh, yeah. as a global business connector. So mm-hmm. if you'd like to share about that and how uh, those that could be interested in that can join and find out more. Yeah, well, uh, yeah, Women Speakers Association is um, a great organization for women with a message who want to be heard, right? It's about giving people visibility. It's about giving you some traction and getting out there. It's about boosting your business. Um, It's a great organization, I find. I'm a global business connector for Scotland, but um, as part of that sort of leadership team within WSA. And so what we do is, um, you know, we, we really encourage women with a voice and with a message to join the community. It really is a community um, so that you can learn what you might need to learn. You can um, fall back on the wisdom of the community, not just in terms of speaking, but also in terms of, you know, doing business, getting getting your message out there in, in whatever way you want to. So members have the opportunity to do various things within the community, but also there are um, training sessions on how to speak in public, on how to get your message out there. There's all kinds of stuff like that. And it's um, it's great as well for just getting people together and networking. Um, it's a global organization. So I think members in 120 countries. And oh, wow. uh, I, yeah. And I love when we have what's now started global networking events. Mm -hmm. And when we hold those, it's fantastic because we have members from all over the world coming together and non-members to um, just, you know, share, listen to some speaker spotlights, hear what some, you know, some of the speakers who have been in the spotlight have to say. And and we go into breakout groups and share and, and network. And I love them. And we're getting great feedback from them as well. 
um it's a bit like the uh, bit like the event that you and i met on yeah. um, those those global networking events but what i've found about wsa is that it really is of all the networking groups that i've ever belonged to and i've belonged to quite a few in my life um it is the one which has really um found a place in my heart because it is all about heart mm-hmm. it's led by a woman called Gail Watson, who's the CEO and founder. And Gail, I have never known a CEO so approachable and so accessible. She always wants to speak to you. She always loves talking to her members or non-members or anybody who's interested. She just loves helping people. And she is always there. So it's wonderful to to be a part of an organization which has such heart. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, you, what you've shared with me, I haven't been able to attend, but I plan on it. I plan on becoming a member of this organization. I think it's absolutely fabulous. So how can the listeners uh, find out more about, about that? Okay. Well, you can go to womenspeakersassociation.com. Uh-huh. Uh, or you can email me jj at womenspeakersassociation.com and I'll answer any, answer any questions you have. Wonderful. And now we're going to talk about your internet radio show, oh, Alchemy, yeah. uh, where, 101. Uh, one, Alchemy 101. One point, it it yeah. said Alchemy 1.01. That's how yeah. I said 1. it. So 1.01. Oh, yeah. Okay. So how do you say it? Let me have you say what I just say show. Alchemy 101, 1.01, <laughs> whichever, but I say Alchemy 101. Yeah. And it's basic. So, it's basic alchemy. <laughs> it's basic alchemy. Okay. I love that. And I was so honored to be a guest on your show. It was yeah. So it's great. And so how can the listeners, you know, find out more about your radio show? Okay. Well, you can find that at ukhealthradio.com. That's ukhealthradio.com. And if you go to the Alchemy 1.01 page or just search for me, JJ Stenhouse, on that website, you'll find my show. It is a radio show. It's an internet radio station. Can't really call it a station, but what else do you call it? You know, um, which does have shows throughout the day. Um, so there is a schedule that goes plays out through the day, but you can find all each presenters shows on their presenter page. So everything is archived on the page. So if you go onto my page, the Alchemy 101 page, 1.01 page, you'll find all my previous shows, including the one with Alicia in, which was great. (laughs) And um, yeah, so go on, tune in. And um, hopefully there's something in one of the shows that will help you move forward as well and move you into that transition period where you can really dance around this period that we're in right now with ease and grace and move forward oh my goodness I love that so much and is there is there any more myronies is there a really a myrony that stands out I think we've had this this whole conversation has been one big myrony but if you I think it has (laughs) I, I it really has it's been so incredible I just absolutely loved it but I just wanted to give the opportunity is there one last story that you can think of or have we pretty yeah. much touched upon all of, uh, a lot of them? <laughs> well, we have touched on lots of them. Yeah, we have touched on lots of them. But, you know, um, there was a period I was living in London for many, many years. 
and I worked in television in London and news and current affairs in you know international news and current affairs in London and all of that and I had stopped doing that and I was doing coaching and training and uh, it got to a point where I just didn't want I just needed to move out of the city and I didn't know where I was going to move to and I moved to a friend's um, place for a couple of months and then yeah it wasn't right and then I just decided I was just gonna not live anywhere for a bit because I didn't know what I wanted to do right Mm -hmm. so I kind of was house sitting and you know staying at friends and and if I was working somewhere I'd be in a hotel or whatever and this lasted for about oh I don't know um a good few months nine months maybe and I was doing a talk in Bristol in England in the southwest of England Bristol's a great city and I was doing a talk at a school there very well-known school and I'd done the talk and I was in a bed and breakfast you know for a few nights because I thought I'll just stay in Bristol for a few nights and I was thinking now where am I gonna go after this and uh, I had no idea and then suddenly I remembered I'd met a woman in London at an event and she'd given me her card and she had a bed and breakfast place in Glastonbury in Somerset so a bit further south from where I was not very far and I thought oh well I'm here in Bristol I might as well just go down there and check out her bed and breakfast and see how she is and you know whatever so I did and I kind of stayed there for a while and I never quite got away from Somerset I was in Somerset for seven years after that I I stayed yeah I stayed there pretty much full time after that so um, I got down to Glastonbury I I stayed there for a while and Glastonbury is one of those places that kind of can get a hold of you and not let you go right Uh, but I did escape from it and I moved (laughs) five miles away to uh, um, the smallest city in England which is called Wells W-E-L-L-S Mm-hmm. Uh, which is a beautiful, beautiful old city with gorgeous, um, you know, old architecture and uh, a, a bishop's palace with a moat around it, which is absolutely gorgeous. Oh, my goodness. And swans that live on the moat and they ring a bell to get fed because they, they're trained. Yeah, it's it's just. Uh, OK, insane. that sounds magical. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And I, I, you know, I'd go for a walk around the, around, well, the city, but it's really a town um, and think, yeah, I'm so lucky to be living here. And uh, so it was just a sequence of these kind of, where do I go? Oh, yeah, there and there. And that's what I need to do. And I need to find somewhere to live um, permanently now because I'm going to stay here for, you know, a while. And a place magically appeared, which was just perfect, of course, right? Mm -hmm. Which was on a ley line, which led to the cathedral from Glastonbury Tour to the cathedral. And so that was a magical place. And then I met... um, somebody who has been hugely influential in my life who also lived in that town oh I just got goosebumps like yeah crazy because of just this one step to another step to another step that you didn't understand why you're doing what you're doing it got you to where you were meant to be Yeah. yeah exactly exactly and so that's why I wanted to share that story with you because I didn't know what I was doing really but I was trusting. I was trusting yeah. that this was where I had to be. This was what I had to do. 
And it took me on a journey which I'm eternally grateful for. Mm-hmm. So, ah. um, yeah, uh, it, it was, um, it's been extraordinary. And then, of course, that having been finished, it was time to move here to Scotland ah. again and be back on my home soil. Oh, my goodness. I just love this. What you've shared today has just been truly magical in so many ways. I just love that you decided to call yourself the practical alchemist so that that was my little, you know, nudge of, hey, you're supposed to meet her. You know, you were supposed to jump on that call. And I'm so glad and feel so blessed that I did. So thank you, JJ, for for sharing everything with me today. And um, and yeah, please. <laughs> no, no, I was going to say you're very welcome. And I'm so glad that you did you know, see my name, the Practical Alchemist. And I'm so glad that you contacted me because it's been fantastic. I, I am so pleased that we've connected. So well, happy. I know there's a lot that you and I are meant to do together, you know, along with so many of these other I, I, I feel like I've been discovering the alchemists around the world that we're coming <laughs> together. And it's very exciting. So so what's the best way for the listeners to connect with you? I know you gave um, a, a couple different information, but what's the best way for them to connect with you? They can connect with me on Facebook at The Practical Alchemist. That's my page on Facebook. Uh, on Instagram, Practical Alchemist is my Instagram handle. And you can contact me by email at jj at jjsalchemy. jjsalchemy.com is my website. And if you want to talk about Women Speakers Association, jj at womenspeakersassociation.com. Wonderful. Well, Thank you again, JJ. This has been absolutely beyond magical. And I love that the, the unicorn was our, was our, our, our spirit animal today. Absolutely. <laughs> in addition to in addition to your national animal and to have heard the beautiful wisdom you've shared and insights. And it's just been so wonderful. So oh, it's been so fantastic. Much. Thank you so much. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you. And to the listeners, I'll see you next time. Thank you all for joining me on That's Myrony Podcast. I hope you enjoyed the Myronic stories shared today and possibly got you to connect to the Myronies in your own life. As you listen to this podcast, you'll start catching signs that are so subtle but can have the biggest impact on your life. So pay attention to that inner voice and watch the Myronies appear in your life just like the guest in my next episode. And please connect with me on Instagram, Facebook, and that's myrony.com where you can share your unbelievable myronies. Also, if you enjoyed what you heard and can take a moment to like, comment, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts or your favorite podcasting platform, it would mean so much because that is how others are able to find this podcast. Finally, please also tell your friends and family about Myrony because wouldn't it be fun to see people share their myronies on social media in addition to their selfies? And remember, If something happens that makes you say, well, that's ironic. It's not ironic at all. It's Myronic. Now that's Myrony. See you next time.